welcome back to our podcast, My Sister's TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacy. And this is our yearly wrap-up. We'll talk about all of our favorite books uh, right from January to December and a little bit more in between. Mm-hmm. Try to pinpoint what our top book of 2023 was. This is, I'm going to struggle with this. Yeah, I think I already have an idea of what mine is going to end up being. I think I do too. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be the same. I think I know what yours is going to be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're going into this half blind. And this is our first time recording together since the end of January. Um, July. Oh my good lord. <laughs> what are the months of the year? <laughs> the end of April. April? God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one. Yeah, okay, ever since yeah. April. Yeah. Perfect timing, though, for our one-year anniversary. Right back to where it started. So, this episode's going to be a little bit different. We are not talking about our current reads in this episode. No. Nope. Strictly just our one-year anniversary episode. We're, we're discussing just, yeah, just our favorite books of the month. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because, I mean, I know, like, we talk about a lot of these books throughout... The months, but you know, there's still some that we haven't even spoke about since the first time that we would have spoke about yeah, it on the podcast. So. That's true. So if, especially if anybody's new here, mm-hmm. stick around, find out. That sounded threatening. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, let's get right into the thick of it. Mm-hmm. What did you pick for January? January, my favorite book of that month was "Things We Never Got Over" by Lucy Score. Oh, this is so good. That was a very good start to yeah. the year. And it was our very first featured book. Oh, that's book. true. Well, that's so weird to think back yeah. on. Yeah. That is so weird to think back on. We were so excited about featuring that book for January because Things We Have From The Light was being released in February. February, yeah. So we really wanted to get that, that first book knocked out. And, like, we didn't have the physical book, so we had to... <laughs> Prop up one that had a similar color and then Photoshop. But it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. Yeah. 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 That was, that was our first real like dive into how things were going to work, how we were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Posting the featured book at the start of every month. Like that was, yeah, it's cool to look back at. It was definitely like an experiment with everything. Mm-hmm. So like whoever has been here since day one, thank you for your patience <laughs> with our technical difficulties and uh-huh. our lack of quality. Yeah. And just growing with us. Yeah. Yeah. Through all the growing pains. Yep. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, okay. uh, it's only, but really it's only up from here. Exactly. Right? We can't so, get worse. No. I mean, if we've been sounding decent being 9,000 kilometers away from each other, yeah. then like, yeah, you know. It can't get worse. And we've got quite a few people who stick through, like, every episode. That's true. That's true fans. So. We see you. Thank you. Get into her. Back on track. Um, so, think, Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. That is the number one in the Knock em Out series. Um, it's a contemporary romance. 572 pages. I put ish there mm-hmm. next to that because I don't trust Goodreads anymore. Yeah. Because I feel like 
I don't know. I just feel like it's lying to us now. <laughs> um, so I did rate that five stars, and I'm actually going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. So its tropes are grumpy versus sunshine, fake dating, age gap, mm-hmm. um, slow burn, which I actually didn't mind. No, I, I didn't, didn't mind it. it. No. Yeah. Um, small town romance, enemies to lovers. Um, There's going to be a lot of enemies to lovers. That's pretty much our full year was enemies (laughs) to lovers. (laughs) Um, Dual point of view, which I really, really like. Mm -hmm. I will mute that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, Description. Plot. Synopsis. What is the words here? Yeah. Okay. Bearded. Oh. (laughs) It's so nice to (laughs) just go back to this. Yeah. Bearded bad boy Barber Knox prefers to live his life the way he takes his coffee, alone, unless you count his basset hound Waylon. Knox doesn't tolerate drama, even when it comes in the form of a stranded runaway bride. Naomi wasn't just running away from her wedding, she was riding to the rescue of her estranged twin in Knockmout, Virginia, a rough-around-the-edges town where disputes are settled the old-fashioned way, with fists and beer, usually in that order. Too bad for Naomi, her evil twin hasn't changed at all. After helping herself to Naomi's car and cash, Tina leaves her with something unexpected. The niece Naomi didn't know she had. Now she's stuck in town with no car, no job, no plan, and no home with an 11-year-old going on 30 to take care of. There's a reason Knox doesn't do complications or high-maintenance women, especially not the romantic ones. But since Naomi's life imploded right in front of him, the least he can do is help her out of her jam. And just as soon as she stops getting into new trouble, he can leave her alone and get back to his peaceful, solitary (laughs) life. At least, that's the plan until the trouble turns to real danger. (laughs) God. Um, yeah. That was, I don't know, such a good start into our podcast because like i mean like you just said we friggin eat all enemies lovers yeah and uh, yeah it was it had a lot of the boxes that we like to check off Mm -hmm. for our books like the grumpy versus sunshine the age gap you Mm -hmm. know the um I, i don't think it's considered a spoiler but like the sort of like the office yeah like a work yeah like workplace yeah boss and employee sort of thing going on so i'm just like thinking back to that book and it's like uh i know like i can picture it i almost feel homesick yeah thinking about it yeah because the other two in the series didn't really hit the same it didn't hit the same and i'm i mean it was probably the initial i mean that like not many books are going to top like their Mm -hmm. first book in the series but <sighs> yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I've just jotted down a couple thoughts and quotes that I liked. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm gonna do. Um. So one of my favorite quotes were, "You're telling me he's a grumpy, overprotective hottie next door, and you're not going to sleep with him? How wasteful!" <laughs> I'm pretty Love sure it. I said this like back in January yeah. too. That that was my favorite quote. But, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I just feel like it had like the perfect balance between. Um, enemies to lovers, the spice, the mm-hmm. romance, and drama. The only thing that I, that sticks out to me that I didn't really like about that book was, um, kind of how ridiculous the drama got at 
that point when, you know, the ending. Yeah. The, the big, oh, yeah. Shit's hitting the fan sort of thing. Um, that part I sort of kind of felt was a little on the cringy side, but. Like, I get that she was setting up the storyline for, like, the next, like, the rest yeah. of her books, but, like. <sighs> it still wasn't enough that I didn't rate it five stars. Mm-hmm. Like, I still, I mean, I read the book twice, so. Did you really? I did, yeah. I read it <laughs> for. I read, I wonder if that came up about that. <laughs> I read it first, um, back, I think it was March of oh. 2021. Yeah, I remember you saying this now. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we featured it, you read it again. Yeah. 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 True, I forgot So it that. was definitely still a good enough book that I read it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, sometimes the stupid, pointless drama is like, you need that. Yeah. 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 It's fine. It's fine. Okay, what was your favorite book of January? Uh, so, my first of the year uh, was Garden of Serpents by C.N. Crawford, and that's number three in the Demon Queen Trials. Um, I Again, when I talked about it back in January, I still didn't give the synopsis of that third book, right. because there are a ton of spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Like, these aren't standalone novels. Like, they, you really need to read one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> It's a fantasy romance paranormal, I guess. Okay. Um, 338 pages, and I did rate it five stars. The main trope is enemies of lovers. Mm. Obviously. That should be our new podcast name. Just enemies, enemies to lovers. lovers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I'll read out the description to the first book just to set... Yeah, set the, yeah. Set the tone. Yeah. it's a good idea. I never thought I'd be singing happy birthday to myself in a dungeon. And yet, when a sinfully sexy demon crashes happy hour, that's exactly what happens. He's mistaken me for my succubus doppelganger. Happy birthday to me. When he tastes my blood, he finally understands I'm mortal. And I realize we have something in common. We both crave revenge. So we make a deal. I can stay in the forbidden city to hunt for my mom's killer. In return, I'll help him get the vengeance he craves. I just have to pose as a sexy succubus. One problem, he's my number one suspect. And that's increasingly hard to remember as he teaches me my role, seduction. With each heated touch, I drift further into peril. And if I fall under his seductive spell, death awaits me. One of, I mean, there are so many good parts out of these books because the banter between them, Mm. like that, obviously, like, enemies, they're going to have some pretty pretty good banter. But my favorite quote of the third book was, do not mistake me for a hero. I destroy the entire world to save the person I love the most. (sighs) I love those vibes. Protective. Yes. Overprotective. Overprotective. Not Mm. just protective. Has to be overprotective. Like, light the world on fire for me? Yeah. I'm there. I don't even remember what his name is, but that guy that does the TikToks where his voice is really low and he, like, reads parts of... um, He does a voice... So you love him because he's a hero. Let me tell you something about heroes, princess. A hero would sacrifice you for the greater good. I have no such compunction. I would burn this world for you. So this is what they mean. This is what authors mean when they say he growled. Yes. Yes. Like the vibes like of the that. Vi- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ooh. The one big thing that I noticed about C.N. Crawford and her books is I find it's very 
entry level, but you don't have to be like a beginner in fantasy to really mm. appreciate it. Like, okay. Like it's really good to get your toes wet with it mm-hmm. because it is based on like, you know, real world. Like she's just out at a bar on her birthday, mm-hmm. just like wallowing in self-pity basically. Very accurate, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> And, (laughs) yeah, and, like, so there's no, like, big world building that Mm. needs to happen. It's just... I like that. Yeah. He just, he's part of, like, the modern world. Basically, yeah. Okay. They have their own, like, city back behind. Like, it's like a gated city or whatever, right? Um, Behind the wall that humans aren't really allowed to enter. Mm -hmm. So... So, yeah, Mm -hmm. if you're new to fantasy, the Demon Queen Trials is a good way to start, I think. Do you have anything else to say with that book? No. No. February. (laughs) (sighs) So, my February pick was Midnight Valentine by J.T. Geisinger. Oh, we really enjoyed... J.T. Yeah, yeah, her books, or the past couple years okay so again this was contemporary romance with a dash of paranormal romance in there mm-hmm. had to after pen pal by jt <laughs> uh this is 326 pages and i rated it five stars easy very deserving deserving <laughs> oh my god yes it um, deserves six. It does. Honestly, even more than that. <laughs> um, this was my second. This is only my second. I still haven't read anything else by JT. I know. I, Perfect I know. Strangers. I know. It's there. It's on my TBR. Mm-hmm. It's just going to have to sit there again for another. Emotional bit. damage. <laughs> That's all I think when I think of Perfect Strangers. <sighs> okay. So worth it. Um. So this. Again, is it enemies to lovers? Mm-hmm. We're not surprised here. The thing that breaks you is the only thing that can put you back together. Megan Dunn arrives in Seaside, Oregon, a broken woman with a dream. Open a B&B like she planned to do with her husband, Cass, whose life was tragically cut short five years ago. But the old Victorian she bought needs extensive renovations, and the one man who can help her, Theo Valentine, takes an immediate and intense dislike to her. Left scarred and mute after a terrible accident, the reclusive Theo is a brilliant contractor whose plans to renovate the building Megan bought are eerily similar to her own. As their paths cross again and again, and Megan begins to see the man beneath the mystery, a part of her that she thought was lost forever slowly starts to reawaken. But when she discovers unsettling similarities between Theo and her late husband and strange coincidences begin to mount... Megan is forced to confront everything she believed about her past and decide how far she'll go to get the truth. So, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so some of my favorite quotes were, Love isn't born of the flesh, it's born of the spirit, and so can transcend the bonds of flesh and life and time. The poet Rumi said, Don't grieve. Anything you lose comes around in another form. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Like, going back through this yeah. just made me relive that book again and, like, 
Yeah, like, I get, like, tingles thinking about it. Like, JT is just a phenomenal writer, and I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Like, I have never been impacted so much before as I have with reading Pen Pal, Mm -hmm. Perfect Strangers, and Midnight Valentine. (sighs) Bravo. Um... Yeah, so this was, like I said, this was my second JT Geisinger uh, book, and I'm not surprised that they're both, that both Pen Pal and Midnight Valentine ended up on my year wraps, like, yeah. with my top favorite books. Yeah. Like, Pen Pal being my favorite book of 2022. Mm-hmm. I know. Wow. <laughs> um, now, I'm not saying that this is my favorite of 2023, but, no, but still, it's, it's, it's up there. It's one of the top contenders. Yeah. So. I found, wow. like, even... Um, like, I'll just say, for example, again, like, Perfect Strangers. Like, you get that sort of, like, in the back of your head thinking, like, like, there's something here. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a twist. You kind of assume what it might be. But then it's like, she takes that and it's just like, like, no. Let's just... You thought. <laughs> you thought that's what it was. But, you know, let's up it by, you know, ten levels. And then this is the real twist. Yeah. And you're just sat there and you're just like, okay, sure. <gasps> like, I can't stop thinking about Pam Powell. That's one mm. book that has completely... Yeah. I will never not think about it. I feel it. like it's altered my brain chemistry. Yeah. I'll never get a, another book with a twist like that, I don't think. <sighs> anyway. Maybe, well, maybe not, like, with a twist as big as that because, you know, there are still a lot of books that have really exceptional twists. Mm-hmm. But... I just felt like I was so connected in the moment to... Anyways, Ah. this isn't supposed to be a bit pen pal. But I want it to be now. (laughs) Okay, what was your favorite February? My February. God. Oh, this is no surprise. February, A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Wow. We have the amount of times. I wish we could, like... Control search. How many times we've talked about A Court of Thorns and Roses? At least once in every episode, I think. I think so. Yep. Yep. Well deserved. Yep. Uh, Fantasy romance. It is Mm. classified as YA. Which really... Mm, No, isn't there a scene in the hallway? There is. Oh, yeah. Um, But, for whatever reason, I guess it's not bad enough explicit enough maybe um it's definitely on the later end of ya yeah but but yeah it was actually listed as ya i would i would consider it na i i don't think i would let my my 14 year old read it (laughs) yeah like yeah like thinking back to like i i know there's not a whole lot of spice but Mm -hmm. there's still that hallway scene Mm mm-hmm they're still... Yep. Yeah. But I think in some YA, like, it's still... You know, you think about, like, if you're watching a, a movie that's, like, PG-13. Yeah, for You know, sure. there They're are still, still some... Yeah. Anyways. 419 pages. I obviously rated it five star. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, there's a lot of tropes. <laughs> but, again... The number one was Enemies, Enemies to, lovers. to Lovers. Yep. Um, and it is kind of interesting that, like, 
I don't know if it was intended or not, but I know a lot of people say it, that it's loosely based on Beauty and the Beast. That's like a Beauty and the Beast kind of retelling. Oh my god. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was intended. I haven't done like a deep dive on it or anything, but but yeah. Yeah, because he, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her with the library. Mm-hmm. Even though she's illiterate. But she gets there. <laughs> she learned real quick. Oh, I love that. I know. When 19-year-old Huntress Farah kills a wolf in the woods, a terrifying creature arrives to demand retribution. Dragged to a treacherous magical land she knows about only from legends, Farah discovers that her captor is not truly a beast, but one of the lethal immortal fairies that once ruled her world. At least he's not a beast all the time. As she adapts to her new home, her feelings for the fairy, Tamlin, transform from icy hostility into a fiery passion that burns through every lie she's been told about the beautiful, dangerous world. <laughs> the, da- the beautiful, dangerous world of the fae. But something is not right in the fairy lands. An ancient, wicked shadow is growing and Feyre must find a way to stop it or doom Tamlin and his world forever. Oh my god, it feels like it was... I know! So long ago. Oh my god, like, being in the fourth book now, like, or technically 3.5, but it's like, that's, that feels like so long ago. Yeah. Like, so much has happened. And this is another one that's, like, a really good, um... Introduction. Yeah, Yeah. entryway into fantasy. It just holds such a special place in my heart. Wow. And it's no surprise what my favorite quote was of the book. Oh, I'm curious. Can you guess? You can't guess what it is? I don't know. No. No? There you are. I've been looking for you. <laughs> I did the same one! <laughs> yes. Naturally. Yeah. I love how it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> I only like the end of the book. <laughs> Or from the middle until the end. Yeah. Yep. Um, was that your next one? That was my March favorite. That was your March. Read. Yep. Oh. So we're just gonna we're just gonna carry over to March right yeah. now. Um. So I also rated it five stars. Um. But the other trope that I wrote for this one was forced proximity. Yeah. I don't care if it's a spoiler or not. I don't like Tamlin. Mm-hmm. I hate. I feel embarrassed that I did like Tamlin originally, <laughs> and I remember talking to you yeah. and Elsa being like, oh my god, like, Tamlin, and you guys were just there like, oh yeah. Yeah. You just went along with it. We had to. It had was to. a canon moment. We had to let you experience it in its true form. I don't like Tamlin, but I really like this quote. It was actually really sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll give him this. I think... And this is going to be a controversial thought that, and I'm only thinking that now after reading um, Akawar, that I think he was really misunderstood So in a way. Yeah. I think there are, there's some theories going around that I'm not going to say because of spoilers, but I think that it shed some light on some of his lesser... Yeah. So, spoilers. where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I actually feel really bad for him. 
Yeah. Okay. 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 Anyway. So my favorite quote, mm-hmm. my first one, was, um, I love you, he whispered, and kissed my brow, thorns and all. Yeah. Like, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. That is cute. Um, but then, okay. <laughs> I love this part. So, his eyes locked on mine, wide and wild, and his nostrils flared. Shock. Pure f- shock flashed across his features at whatever he saw on my face, and he stumbled back a step. Actually stumbled. What is... I began. He disappeared. Simply disappeared. Not a shadow in sight into the crisp air. Do you yep. know that? Yep. If you oh. know, you know. Oh, the, the tingles got up the back of my head. <laughs> oh. Oh. God. Um, yeah. Like, literally, like, I loved all of the trials, um, like, the games and being underneath the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a spoiler. No. Okay. Um, like, thinking back to that now, I can literally picture it perfectly. Like, I, being able to write that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. For the... something so fantasy where, like, I've never been under a mountain before. But you could see it. I can see it. Like, I've never seen a... What are the... The worm. Yeah. Okay. What's the name? Sure. You you had her. Yep. <laughs> um, why can't I picture that? Uh, I don't know, but I've seen plenty of memes and TikToks now of the Spongebob worm. You know what? <laughs> That's probably where what my brain is pulling from. Oh God, he's um, not too intimidating. Favor could handle that. Yeah, handle it doesn't it. actually look like that. I've seen a fanfic one too. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's freaking terrifying. Yep. Oh, uh, well. that was your like first fantasy. So this was a full on introduction to fantasy for me besides like harry potter oh yeah harry potter's that's that's in its own i don't know why i consider that different (laughs) i don't know like uh, it's fantasy but (laughs) for some reason in my brain it's like harry potter it's its own thing and then yeah 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 right like it's its own world it's a that's it's basically a biography to us (laughs) yeah (laughs) harry potter's real (laughs) um yeah, so this was the first one, and it took me three times trying Akatar to, mm-hmm. like, officially get into it, because it took me, t- like, the first two times I wouldn't, I couldn't even get past the first chapter. Yeah. Because of Nesta. <laughs> I don't know, um, I started it when it first came out, mm. um, and I didn't get far into it, and I don't yeah. know why I stopped. I, I'm assuming it was just, just didn't grab me and yeah, I know it didn't ready. really it didn't really grab me the first or that you know the time that I actually read it and finished it mm-hmm. um like I still sort of slugged through the beginning yeah but once she you know gets to Tamlin's mm-hmm. like that's when it really picked up for me and yeah. I couldn't really put it down then after that yeah because then that's an actual like you're in the fantasy world yeah. then like yeah yeah I get that oh <sighs> It's so good. Wow. Yeah. I just... And just thinking about the, um, like, character... Like, development? Development that Feyre goes through. Wow. Comparing her in the first book to even, like, A Quarter Wings and Ruin. Yeah. Like, 
not even the same. It's, yeah. There's like, no way that's the Child s- and adult. Yeah. 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 Crazy. And, like, there's so many people that I've seen write this book five stars on Goodreads. Like, like friends that I have, like, on there. Mm-hmm. And it, it blew them all away, too. Yeah. Like, this is... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that I have on my friends list that... I only just noticed it today when I went back through to get, like, information on it, uh, that have actually said in there, like, friends of mine that have said, this was my first fantasy, Mm -hmm. still rated a five star, that it was, you know, so it's a great, great way to start into fantasy. Perfection. Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite March read? Uh, okay, so March, my favorite was Verity. Oh. Speaking of plot twists. Yeah. This is a thriller as listed as romance. It's got a, it's, it's got a little. It's yeah. It's got a dash in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, 336 pages and I rated it five stars. It's like family secrets, forbidden romance, kind of like an unreliable narrator. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer facing financial hardship. She accepts a life-changing job offer from Jeremy Crawford. Jeremy, the husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, hires Lowen to complete the remaining books in Verity's successful series, as Verity is unable to do so due to an injury. Upon arriving at the Crawford home, Lowen aims to sift through Verity's notes and outlines to gather enough material to begin her work. To her surprise, amidst the chaos of Verity's office, Lowen discovers an unfinished autobiography that Verity never intended for anyone to read. The manuscript contains chilling admissions, revealing Verity's account of the tragic day her daughter died. Choosing to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, Lowen fears the devastating impact its contents could have on a grieving father. However, as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy grow stronger, she contemplates the potential benefits of revealing Verity's words to him. Despite Jeremy's unwavering devotion to his injured wife, the shocking truth within the manuscript could make it impossible for him to continue loving Verity. So I listed before, like, my favorite quote Mm -hmm. of this was, What you read will taste so bad at times. You'll want to spit it out. But you'll swallow these words and they will become part of you, part of your gut, and you will hurt because of them. Damn. That was accurate for us reading the book itself. Yeah. Because I, there were times reading this, and I don't know if it's like the maternal side of me, but like I struggled. Reading the manuscript? Yeah. 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 I I thought it was phenomenally written. Mm -hmm. It really keeps you guessing. And you almost don't want to know the answer. Like, at the end of it, I was like, like, I don't know what I want. Yeah, we still don't know what's, what's no, real. No, no. I never did read the bonus, um, chapter. The bonus chapter. Me neither. I'm kind of afraid because I don't yeah. know what it entails and what it says and all that fun stuff. So. Would you rate this one? Five. Five? Like, yeah. 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 I couldn't rate it anything lower than that because it... It chilled me to the bone reading this book. Oh, God. And, like, the fact that Colleen Hoover is... She's more of a romance writer. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, Verity, too Too late. late. Yeah. How how you do that? Yeah. Like... She's got some darker stuff, for sure. Oh, my God. And it's so good. Yeah. I don't know if they're... 
has been a book by Colleen that I haven't enjoyed. Without Merit wasn't one of my favorites. I haven't read that one yet. So. It's kind of like, I think maybe my only three star hmm. book that I've read by her. Yeah. Still good, but it was just kind of like, when I think back to it, I'm like... <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, if that's her worst one, then that's yeah, pretty damn good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I remember reading Verity for the first time and, like... <laughs> like the way that my stomach dropped when I read that yeah I kept like thinking like this is gonna get like really really creepy yeah and I was just like waiting for it like and that is what makes it so much worse is that anticipation yes. and like yeah yep. stomach ulcers just yeah. stress <laughs> yeah oh, but like oh my god 10 out of 10 yeah beautiful I wouldn't read it again, only because you wouldn't get the same no. experience. 100%. But first time reading it, going in blind, it was a notch. Mm. Yeah, I would only want to read just that extra chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I think your April and my April are the same. I think so. <laughs> so, I still think about this series <laughs> all the time, too. <laughs> Yep. In the dark corners of my brain. <laughs> the very dark corners. So this is... You know what? I couldn't even narrow it down to one. I put all four books there as Did my you? favorite <laughs> right, role. I just lumped it up to the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vicious Lost Boys series by Nikki St. Crow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So um, this is a dark fantasy romance reverse harem... Uh, they're all, I'd say about, about 200 pages each. Some less. Yeah, some less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. um, Very quick. Very, very quick. Fast pace, so you just get through it in, like, a blink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with its contents. You just want to keep... Yeah, keep going. Next, next, next. Um, so I rated each and every one of these five stars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I wish it was just all one book. That's kind of how yeah. I think of it, honestly. Not four separate books, just the one. Um, so their tropes would be why choose, fairy tale retelling, enemies to lovers. Here we go again. The stories were all wrong. Hook was never the villain. For two centuries, all of the darling women have disappeared on their 18th birthday. Sometimes they are gone for only a day, some a week, or a month, but they always return broken. Now, on the afternoon of my 18th birthday, my mother is running around the house making sure all the windows are barred and the doors locked. But it's pointless, because when night falls, he comes for me. And this time, the Never King and the Lost Boys aren't willing to let me go. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't read this. Don't think that this is an actual fairy tale. And read this to your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. No. It is... I'm pretty sure the first page is explicit. Um, yeah, this was, wow. Very dark version of the Peter Pan. Not for bedtime stories. <laughs> Unless you're an adult. Um, then it makes for very good bedtime stories. Yeah. Good dreams after that. 
Um, so some of my favorite quotes were, I've got two. Um, because I will chase you, he says, with a sinister bend Ooh. to his voice. And you don't want to know what happens when I catch you. The darling visibly trembles. Good girl. <laughs> I blame this series for my praise kink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other quote I have there is, I'm stronger than you think, I tell him. Even the mighty oak believes she is strong until a man comes along with an axe to chop her down. Is that you then? Do you have an axe? All men are born with an axe in their hands, darling. To take the measure of a man, you just have to pay attention to how he wields it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, my favorite quote that I put in was, apparently us darlings have a thing for morally gray assholes with rock hard abs and cunning good looks. Heck yeah. Don't we all, girl? Yep. Don't we all. What did you rate them? Five. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They were possibly, I have to double check, but I think they were close to my favorite. My first, like, dive into mm. dark mm. fairy tale retellings. Possibly dark romance. Um, okay, not the first. Um, I read Hooked first by Emily McIntyre. And then Haunting Adeline and then The Never King. Okay, so yeah. I went on, like, a... Dark. Yeah. A dark road. Yeah. So Nikki St. Crow's also working on the Croc spinoff. Yes. She actually just posted on her Instagram not that long ago. Like, she? Apologizing because she said, because originally when she started writing it, she said it was going to be ready the end of 2023. Oh. But she's still working on it. Mm. So she like. I'm okay with that. That just means that she's, she's perfecting it. And I think that's going to be a really interesting one. Yep. Because it's not part of, or the Vicious Lost Boys. Um, yeah. And it's going to dabble into some more, um, cause it's rock and hook right yeah that's gonna be really interesting okay <laughs> yep yep so hopefully that'll be this year now yeah for may i picked an optimist guide to heartbreak by jennifer hartman that's the heart song duet it's mm. number one it's a romance 294 pages very small i rated it five stars mm. There was no way I could possibly rate it any lower than five stars. Like, as soon as I finished this one, I was jumped right into the second book because I just could not get enough of it. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Grumpy versus Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Office Romance. Mm. They were childhood friends. Mm. Dear Diary, there once was a girl with fireflies in her eyes and music in her soul. Remember her. She's important. She's the reason I panic bought the little brick house on Maple Street. The one I lived next door to for eight magical years. Now that I'm back digging up floorboards and lost journals, I can't stop thinking about the two people who grew up here. You see, that girl was my best friend, and this house was once hers. She also had a big brother, who was my everything before circumstances turned us into nothing more than memories. That's why I applied for a job at his auto shop. I'm prepared to discover that my new boss, Cal Bishop, is now gruff, built, and covered in tattoos. Mm. I'm the sun to his overcast sky, the smile to his surly solitude, a reminder of everything he longs to forget. But my heart has a secret, and we're running out of time to fix our torn pages. Maybe the same girl who used to be the glue still holds the key to putting our pieces back together. See, I told you she was important. Toodles, Lucy. I love that. 
This book ripped my heart out. I freaking sobbed. Like, full-on, like, hyperventilating, sobbing. Oh, my God. While reading this book. Like, I, I cannot express the amount of impact that this book had on me. I can't say anything bad about it. Damn. Yeah. And I'm kind of sad that I read two of them in one month. Yeah. Because then I could have put the other one in the next month. I couldn't even do that. <sighs> Are there any more books in that series? No, it's just a duet. It's just the oh, book just one duet. and two at. Gotcha. Just book one and two. <laughs> words. Who went into it? <laughs> you were just saving time by saying two of the words at the same yeah. time. <laughs> um, um, there were so many good quotes, but one that I really liked was... I just mean, not everything that makes us hurt needs to be forgotten or banished. It hurts because it mattered. The things that mattered once will always matter. Damn. Yeah. How How do people... I don't know, because look at how much we struggle to just <laughs> have a normal conversation. And there's people out here writing things like that. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. Just leave nothing for us. <laughs> God. <laughs> I know. Uh, to be able to write such impactful books wow. is such, like, an amazing feat. I, I wish I could, could do it, but not all of us are masters of the word. No, there's got to be some of us around to balance up the world. So. That's that's true. It takes all kinds. Yeah. We're, we're pulling our weight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> It was a really good book. <laughs> okay. My favorite from May. A Court of Mist and Fury. Ooh, I couldn't pick that one at all because it was this... I, I read it right after uh, Akatar. So oh, it was in the same month. Right. Again, fantasy romance. Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay. 624 pages. Um, and I rated this, obviously, a five star... And it's tropes, uh, forced proximity again, enemies lovers again. I feel like that's the entire... Yeah. Enemies romance is just the entire series. Enemies lovers. <laughs> well, that's my second time saying that. Enemies to lovers. I mean, no, not really. Be anyway. <laughs> so I can't redo the description because it's book three. Book two. Book two, yeah. Book two, and obviously chocked full. Literally, as soon as I start reading it, it's going to be a spoiler. Yeah. Um, I have two favorite quotes. To the people who look at the stars and wish, Reese. Reese clinked his glass against mine. To the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. I love that. Such a, like, classic. Yeah. That is, like, the <sighs> quote I think of when I think of uh, the Actar series. I love it. And then the second one is... This is a spoiler, so I'm going to bleep this out. <laughs> but I just had to talk about it because, oh, God. Um, if my mate, my mate. <laughs> like. <sighs> I love him. Yeah. I know. I want one. I'm kind of afraid to go on in the series because of what Ilsa said. I know. She said the same thing to me, too. <laughs> uh, we'll just have to see. Um, yeah, so this was honestly my favorite of the series yet. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Easily. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, Could have something to do with a certain chapter. Maybe. (laughs) Chapter 48 and chapter 55. 55. Chapter 55 is main one. Wow. Yep. Delicious. Yep. Dang it. Now I just have to read it over again. Yeah. Oh my god. The fan fiction. The fan. We gotta freaking watch that. We do. So there is a fan made little short movie. Um, it's only chapter 55. Yeah. They only made chapter 55. But they've been, like, showing snippets of it for literally the last, like, what, month? Oh my gosh, even longer. Yeah, true. And obviously, it's, like, it's just normal, regular people. Like, they're not actual actors. Um, but from what we've seen so far, it looks so good. Mm -hmm. Just to get a glimpse into the Akatar world. Yeah. And it's chapter 55. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh we meant to watch it before but frick covid screwed everything up for yeah, us so that is true yeah it's fine we, we, w- we will watch it yeah and then we'll just talk about it on our mid-month episode yeah that works okay okay um <laughs> yeah like yeah that's that's it yeah. uh, honestly the book speaks for itself yeah five stars delicious that's it. That's all I need to say. <laughs> yeah, I agree with it being uh, my favorite of the of the series. Uh, I think I like Feyre more in the third book, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think that's where she really shines. Yeah. But the relationships that grow yeah. in the second book mm. is, yeah, makes it my favorite. <sighs> What are we at now? July. Oh, right. You're at June. I am omitted from June. Oh. (laughs) I forgot. I really dropped the ball in June. I was too busy. So it's no surprise that my June pick was Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Oh. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was mine for September. Yeah. This book... Has just forever changed me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fantasy romance, five hundred pages. Yeah, that's what sounds I had about to right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, again, this just comes from Goodreads, and we don't trust Goodreads anymore. Yeah. But it says five hundred pages. She been lying. Yep. Yeah. Uh, five stars, obviously. Mm, My God, it would be so much more than that if I could. Yeah. It's enemies a lover. Uh, it has chronic illness representation, which is. Fantastic. Violet has, um, I'm not sure what the disorder is, uh, that makes her, like, really weak, like, frail, almost. Oh. Yeah. Yes. That gotcha. whole, yeah, whole thing. Think, yeah. Yep. Um, it was a war school, which is super cool. I just wish that they had, like, more, like, I went into it hoping for, like, a Hogwarts yeah. experience. Yeah. Like, getting more of that, like, school. Same. But, anyways. Um, description. At the age of 20, Violet Sorengale's tranquil life in the Scribe Quadrant takes a drastic turn when her formidable mother, the Commanding General, orders her to become a Dragon Rider, a perilous endeavor for a physically smaller and supposedly fragile candidate. In a world where dragons rarely bond with humans, the stakes are deadly. With the competition fierce and dragons scarce, Violet faces threats from fellow candidates vying for success. 
As the war outside escalates, suspicions arise about a hidden truth within the leadership of Biscayeth War College. Amid alliances, enmities, and, and a rising death toll, Violet must rely on her wits to navigate this treacherous environment where the only outcomes are graduation or death. My favorite quote, there's nowhere in existence you could go that I wouldn't find you, Violet. <sighs> so, Zayden is, like, he's the top for me. Mm -hmm. Like, over every other, like, male character. Yeah. He is, he's way, way up there. I just... Yeah. I absolutely mm -hmm. adored this book. I devoured it. I read it so fast. And honestly, like, it's really hard for me to to say this, but I think... <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> I have a very hard time trying to decide if I like Fourth Wing more than I've liked... Akatar or not. Damn. Like, I don't know. I No, maybe I can't say that. Like, I can see uh, it being very much up there yeah, with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think I can ever actually say it's better than, but it's way, like, like they are parallel. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I can't pick between the two of them. Damn. Like, it's so good. Yeah. I like the um like the dragon dragon bonding aspect to it all. Like that's... I think that's a lot of what I really enjoyed about it was the between the characters and their dragons. Yeah. Because man, they're hilarious. Yeah. Like oh, uh... so like sick of just human shit. <laughs> but having to put up with all the shit humans. Yeah. <laughs> like it just leaves room for such great banter between the dragons and humans. I just the conflicts that arose in the novel and the characters and not knowing who was going to survive. Yeah. Like Rebecca Yaros does not shy away from making you hurt. Oh my gosh. There would be characters that I thought were going to be like main yeah. characters. And she was like, Nope. Within a second. Gone. Just gone. Just Nope. Ha. See ya. It may have been your new favorite character, but Nope, yeah. not anymore. She gone. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was that book. Amazing. What'd you have for July? <sighs> so for July, I had Better Than the Movies by Lynn Painter. Oh, yeah. Heck yes. Mm -hmm. Um, this was a YA romance, 356 pages. I rated it a four. Mm -hmm. I don't know what made me dock one star. <laughs> Maybe the miscommunication. Yeah. Because there was very I much... do remember you talking about... Yeah. Yeah. It is YA, so like you... Yeah. Like, they're young. They're still yeah. in... I'm pretty sure they were still in high school. Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, enemies to lovers. The boy next door. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, perpetual daydreamer Liz gave her heart to Michael a long time ago. But her cool, aloof, forever crush never really saw her before he moved away. Now that he's back in town, Liz will do whatever it takes to get on his radar and maybe snag him as a prom date, even befriend Wes Bennett. 
The annoyingly attractive next-door neighbor might seem like a prime candidate for romantic comedy fantasies, but Wes has only been a pain in Liz's butt since they were kids. Pranks involving frogs and decapitated lawn gnomes do not a potential boyfriend make. Yet somehow, Wes and Michael are hitting it off, which means Wes is Liz's in. But as Liz and Wes scheme to get Liz noticed by Michael so she can have her magical prom moment, she's shocked to discover that she likes being around Wes. But as they continue to grow closer, she must re-examine everything she thought she knew about love and rethink her own ideas of what happily ever after should look like. Mm. Like, this is literally, like, rom-com completely. <laughs> like... And especially, like, in the in the book, she's, like, obsessed with rom-coms. Like, that's all she watches, because mm. that was, like, her and her mom's thing. Yeah. Um, so, at the beginning of each chapter is a quote from these really well-known, rom- like, romantic comedy yeah. movies. That's the main thing that pushed me to get it. Yeah. Because I seen it on TikTok, and it just showed, like, the beginning of the chapter, and it was um, a quote from 10 Things I Hate About You. And I was like, Favorite. okay. Yeah, I was like, that's my favorite rom-com. I'm getting this book. <laughs> um, but it was just, oh, it was so cute. It was such an easy read. It was so quick. Mm-hmm. And, like, like yes, the mis- miscommunication trope was there. Um, but it wasn't enough to make me stop reading it. Yeah. Right? Like, it was still so good. But my favorite quote was, She's pretty, but her face doesn't transform into sunlight when she talks about music. He did that clench thing that with his jaw and said, she's funny, but not spit out your drink in astonishment funny. It felt like my heart was going to explode as his eyes moved down to my lips under the glow of the buzzing streetlight. He moved his face a little closer to mine, looked into my eyes and rumbled. And when I see her, I don't feel like I have to talk to her or mess up her hair or do something, anything to get her to swing that gaze on me. Oh. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, 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 I was on the news. Um, <laughs> have you seen that TikTok no. or that video? <laughs> what? What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently, I've never been on live television before. <laughs> Tell me about the ride. Apparently, anyway. Apparently, um, God. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, apparently, this is the number one in Better Than the Movie series. Hmm. Was there anything else listed yet? Apparently. <laughs> so, Better Than Before is 0.5. Better Than the Movies is 1. Better Than the Prom. Yes, because they didn't go to prom yet in the... <laughs> oh, 1.5, The Party, 1.6, Wes and Liz's College... Oh, Oh my god. Book two. Nothing like the movies. I've learned something new today. <laughs> like, I it- have been meaning to read it, but I usually get, like, I don't know, afraid to read YA. Because yeah. I don't think I'm gonna... I actually enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I've read... I know I mentioned it just a little while ago. The Dead Romantics. Oh, yeah. Is one that doesn't have, like, explicit or, like, Aww. spicy scenes or anything, yeah. but, like, I rated that one a five. There's still good yeah, romances out yeah. there. I'm going to do better with reading this year. 
we'll they talk did pretty damn good. <laughs> no, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more after we're done our our wrap up. But I do want to talk about like our what we're expecting for January or for twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, what was your July? My July was I'm thinking of ending things by Ian Reed. Mm-hmm. This was a horror thriller, 241 pages, it's five stars. I listened to this as the audiobook, and it gave me so many heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. So, so, so good. Um, I, I don't know what the tropes would be for it. It's not really like a mm. tropey kind of novel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the description. I'm thinking of ending things. Once this thought arrives, it stays. It sticks. It lingers. It's always there always. Jake once said, sometimes a thought is closer to truth, to reality, than an action. You can say anything, you can do anything, but you can't fake a thought. And here's what I'm thinking. I don't want to be here. In the smart and intense literary suspense novel, Ian Reid explores the depths of the human psyche, questioning consciousness, free will, the value of relationships, fear, and the limitations of solitude. Tense, gripping, and atmospheric. I'm thinking of ending things pulls you in from the very first page and never lets you go. Um, so this was on Netflix as well, right? Yes. It is a good portrayal of the book, but read the book. Like, you will not get the same feeling. Yeah, I just want to make sure that it was this that I seen. Because apparently during... <sighs> can't stop thinking of apparently um <laughs> yes the, i told you that when we were talking about it okay yeah yep. slowly started to change yep. things yeah yeah to give the because it's hard to portray the same amount of eeriness in the video as it was in the book mm. they started to slowly change her appearance like whether it was her hairstyle her sweater yeah like her she just clothes. had a, she just had a yep. different color jacket on yep um, so it was just enough that your brain was sort of like, uh, there's something different here. And yeah. Yep. And his parents start aging like right no before way. your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of like really creepy things that happen in the movie that they had to put in, um, to portray the same feeling as what you get while reading the book. Oh my gosh. It's not like it was like super like, oh my God, like I can't sleep. It was just, it was a masterpiece. Like there's a point in the audiobook that just really hits different when you hear it versus when you read Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, I literally had to stop what I was doing and I just stared at the wall and just listened to it. I just couldn't do anything else. So, so good. All right. August? What are we at now? Yeah, August. Okay. Um, so my August was A Court of Wings and Ruin. Naturally. Naturally. By Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> um, again, fantasy romance. Uh, this was 703 pages. Yeah, she's chunky. She chunky. She's still not as chunky as Silver Flames, though. Honestly, I'm glad. I want that last one to be big. Yeah, because I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, so th- I didn't have any tropes or description wrote down for this, because, again... It's pretty well the same. It's the same. Yeah. And full of spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite quote... I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it's just the serial, so it's kind of like... 
who cares? The tea. Sad. What? Not who cares, but I mean, like, for the... Like, plot-wise? For the plot like... Okay. I don't mean, like, who cares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna shut up and continue. <laughs> Feyre Artron, the surreal said again, gazing at the leafy canopy, the sky peeking through it, a painful inhale. A request. I leaned close. Anything. Another rattling breath. Leave this world a better place than you, how you found it. And as its chest rose and stopped altogether, as its breath escaped in one last sigh, I understood why the serial had come to help me again and again, not just for kindness, but because it was a dreamer, and it was the heart of a dreamer that ceased beating inside that monstrous chest. I cried. That was a really sad part. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. I didn't expect to have that tie mm-hmm. to the serial. Yep. Or to care. Um, yeah, so it actually took me a really long time to read this book. Yeah, I think I had a bit of struggling. Yeah. Like, the first half was, like, it was, like, mediocre. It was still Mm -hmm. good, obviously, because it's the friggin' series, but, um, I picked it up in May on my way up to Inuvik, Mm -hmm. and I didn't finish it until August. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of me wanted to keep putting it off, though, because I didn't want to be finished the series so soon. Yeah. Um, but then the other part of me was just, like, I kept looking at how big the book was, and I was like... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was slow, I found. Yeah. Because you get past the two characters that you're really invested in, seem to be really steady. There's nothing, yeah. you know... Yep. And that's... To me, that was what I felt was holding me back a bit. But, but the end, good lord. Another one that I was sobbing while working, because I was listening to the audiobook for that one as well. Like, oh my god. Like, ripped my heart out, mm-hmm. put me back together, and then I ripped Just it out again. Just to rip it out again. Yeah. I know. I've never felt so much anger towards characters before in my life. <gasps> so god. good. I loved it. Okay, what was your August favorite? So August, um, I picked Starbringer by Tracy Wolf and Nina Croft. Um, it's a sci-fi romance and LGBT. Six hundred and eight uh, pages. It was another damn. big doozy. This was, I think, one of the book club books. Mm. Um, it's enemies to lovers, found family, and forced proximity. I went into this one like really excited because it was the first book that I read that was like a sapphic romance. The sun is dying, and it's happening way too damn fast. With the clock ticking, the nine planets' only hope of survival rests on a fancy space station and the alien artifact it's carrying, which is why it really sucks when some jackass doesn't want the universe saved and blows that station up while you're still on it. So if your only choices are flaming death or stealing a flying hunk of space junk, you pick that busted-ass spaceship, even if it leaves seven strangers with deadly secrets trapped together. A princess, a prisoner, a con artist, a warrior, a priestess, a mercenary, and an asshole in charge of us all. Now every faction in the galaxy is hunting this ship, from the sisterhood to the corporation, and the rebellions joining in on the fun too. We just need to stop drinking, fighting, and screwing long enough to evade them all and save the freaking universe somehow. 
because apparently the only thing standing between a dying son and ultimate salvation is seven unlikely misfits, ahem, heroes. I love that. This book was really surprising for me. I know a lot of people didn't think it was that great, Mm -hmm. but I, I really liked it. I liked the banter. I liked the relationships between all the characters. I liked the level of secrecy and, like, mystery that Mm. was around all the different characters. And, like, the plot twist I didn't see coming. I I just really, really liked it. I wonder why people didn't like it. In space on a spaceship. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. In space. In space. But, yeah, it was a very, like, it was an interesting combination of sci-fi and fantasy. Mm. Very interesting. Hmm. But, yeah. That's really all I can say about that one. Yeah. It was just really good, but... Yeah. No, it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get any of, like, my favorite quotes because I listened to that one as well as audiobook. And I couldn't find any online. Really? Yeah. Weird. So I don't know what that says about the novel, but... <laughs> I don't know. Even on Goodreads, there was nothing highlighted. Yep, nothing. That's really weird. Yep. Oh, well. What's your next one? So yeah, for September, my favorite was Fourth Wing. Oh, no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't need to go into this one again because you just mm-hmm. read it out. Um, but I rated it five stars. Um, yeah, just, just amazing. <laughs> God. Um, so my favorite quote was, oh, I love this. Um. <laughs> Oh, gods. Which one are you calling out for? Because it's just you and me in this room, Vi, and I don't share. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so this was, like, my first book reading about dragons. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was a very interesting take on dragons, mm-hmm. I found. Well, I <laughs> just seen how you have all the caps. <laughs> Plot twist at the end. That was enough, like... The very last line, good God. Yeah. It was really hard reading that in June and having to wait until November to read it. Because it was a big plot twist, but also a big cliffhanger. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. And now, get ready because Iron Flame has a even worse cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Five stars. Um, there's not much else that I can talk about with mm-hmm. this because we just talked about it just yeah. then with yours, but 10 out of 10. <laughs> what was your September? Uh, September, I picked Things We Left Behind by Lucy Score. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Romance. 592 pages, and I rated it a four star. Mm. I think it was more like a, no, uh, maybe a three and a half star, I think is what mm. I really, okay. Um, I did have some issues with it. So, I think if it was any other month, it wouldn't be listed as a favorite, but yeah. September was in a great month. But, which is sad, because I look forward to Lucian and I think, Sloane's book. I think we hyped it up too much, maybe. Maybe. Um, is a friends to lovers to enemies to lovers. <laughs> Tongue tie. Yeah. Uh, description. Lucian Roll Lucian Rollins 
driven by a relentless quest for vengeance against his father's tainted legacy, is a formidable figure in the business world. Focused on building an invulnerable empire, he finds an unexpected challenge in the spirited small-town librarian, Sloan Walton, who is determined to unravel the mysteries surrounding her family's past. Despite their mutual dislike and a dark secret bonding them, a heated one-night stand ensues, leading to a passionate but complicated entanglement. As the flames of desire burn bright, Sloan envisions a future that includes marriage and family, while Lucian staunchly resists such notions. Their clash of desires creates an impasse in their evolving relationship, Lucian haunted by a belief that broken men inevitably inevitably break women, is torn between protecting Sloane and avoiding the perceived danger of commitment. When Lucian attempts to sever ties with Sloane, he discovers the unintended consequences of leaving her vulnerable to other threats. As they navigate the complexities of their connection, Lucian realizes the cost of pushing Sloane away. However, Sloane, having been ruthlessly cut out of his life before, is hesitant to grant him a third chance. The stage is set for a compelling story of passion, secrets, and the challenges of overcoming a history of betrayal. So, I was really, really looking forward Mm -hmm. to this novel. I absolutely loved all of the, like, mystery between the two. Like, how much obvious chemistry was between them, like... The tension, you know, like, really wanting to know what happened there. And, I mean, for two books, it was kind of built up being like, man, what the heck yeah. happened in their past? I felt pretty let down by the reveal. I felt like yeah. it was... Well, again, it was a miscommunication, yeah. too. Like... Yeah. Um, I feel like it was kind of like... Lucy score maybe didn't know where she was going mm-hmm. at the point that she was writing these very tense moments between them through the first and second. Yeah. And kind of overhyped it. Yeah. I think that's I the that. feeling I got from it. Um, I also didn't like how, and this is why like I, I dropped it down to three and a half star. They're like, what, late thirties, 40 years old. Yes. And they do not act it. The amount of times she talks about how large his penis is yeah. was disturbing. Like, it, there were times that I was just like, like, it's almost turning my stomach. Yeah. Like, even now thinking back to those books, I still picture them as like 20. Yeah. Mid-20. Yeah. yeah. I cannot, I can't figure out why, why she wrote them like that. Uh, but my favorite quote was, Grief had a way of infiltrating everything, even when you were prepared for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the spice, though. Oh, yeah. It's just, she again, it was, it, it really took it away with how much Sloan, like, yeah. yeah, like, the stuff that she was saying. Like, like you're a grown woman. Yeah. Good lord. The amount of times that I had to read Monstrous Cock. It was just (laughs) too much. Too much. (laughs) Yeah. So what did you have for October's favorite book? Oh, October. So we, I I remember we were trying to go for like the spooky vibes. Mm -hmm. Trying to give us like the heebie-jeebies again. Um, We definitely, I didn't get the heebie-jeebies from this book, but... It still was very much a October 
perfect fit. Okay. The Coven by Harper L. Woods. Ooh, and that was another featured read. Yes. <gasps> she did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. At all. And I, you probably would never be able to guess what genre it is. Just try. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say it was Christian romance. Actually, it was. <laughs> uh, technically, if you think about the ending, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, fantasy romance again, uh, 298 pages, and I rated this a four. Okay. I don't remember what made me dock off the one. I know for me, I felt the book was really fast. This is this is what it was. Yeah. It needed to be longer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because yeah, I felt like there's just so much condensed yes. into that one book. Yeah. Okay. Um tropes were there was quite a few actually. This was like really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh enemies to lovers, paranormal, magic, gothic, atmospheric, age gap, student teacher romance. Like yeah. all of that right there. That's just enough said. raised to be my father's weapon against the coven that took away his sister and his birthright i would do anything to protect my younger brother from suffering the same fate my duty forces me to the secret town of crystal hollow and the prestigious hollows grove university where the best and brightest of my kind learn to practice their magic free from human judgment There are no whispered words here, no condemnation of the blood that flows through my veins. The only animosity I face comes from the beautiful and infuriating headmaster, Alaric Grayson Thorne, a man who despises me just as much as I loathe him and everything he stands for. But that doesn't mean secrets don't threaten to tear the school in two. No one talks about the bloody massacre that forced it to close decades prior, only the opportunity it can afford to those fortunate enough to attend, because for the first time in 50 years, the coven will open its wards to the 13, 13 promising students destined to change the world, if the ghosts of Hollows Grove's victims don't kill them first. <laughs> like, so, yes, like you were saying, like, if this was literally a 500-page book, even 600. Yeah. I think that would have been the perfect amount because there was magics and spells. Um, there was just so much. And she was at a school and we barely got any of that. Yeah. As this was another one where I kind of felt like it was going to delve into more of like a Hogwarts approach yeah. where there's a lot of like school, mm. classes, stuff like that. But I really didn't get that after. And it was disappointing. But Yeah. Like... Still r- such a good read, but... Oh, it was, 100%. There's definitely, like, no reason to to say, you know, not to read it or anything like that. Like, I would 100% recommend this mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. The fact that this was less than 300 pages... Yeah. It was just... It's way too big of a world condensed into less than 300 pages. Yeah. And, like, there is a second book, but... It was probably more, with more of the characters. Yeah. Right? Like... Thinking back to it, it's like everything was like we've like you've said before. Everything it was very surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't go into near as much detail as we needed. Like even like I guess we could technically get more of a backstory in the second book, but it still would have been very nice to have that leading into going her going to school. Yeah. Um and like the things that happened on the grounds. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Like, I want more... Me too. ...detail. I want more world... I want more world building. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> give it to me. But, I don't know, I just thought it was really cool with having, like, like the spells aspect. Like, because... I love how, um, how in tune she was with the earth. Yeah. Like, the way that she had to, like, she dug her fingers into the ground yeah. to, like, oh. fuel her magic. I absolutely love the whole magic system. And I love how, like, it's all about, like, balance, right? Yeah. So, like, you have to give... Before you can before take. Before you can take. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was such a cool, such a cool aspect. Um... So my favorite quote was, unless you intend to gag me, you're unlikely to be able to shut me up. You would definitely be gagging, witchling. He growled, and the bolt that shot through me was one of shock. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. But honestly, I was not expecting this book to end the way that it ended. Like, I thought- shock. I thought that this was going to be a very typical romance. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was really not. Like, so when everything was going good, I was like, okay, yeah, know how this is going to end. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You definitely, like, ate your words for saying that. But, yeah. like, the absolute, like, the ending was so interesting. Mm-hmm. I loved that aspect of it. And, like, to the point where I actually did immediately go over to the second book yeah. and downloaded it. Yeah. I was going to read it, but I still haven't yet. Me neither. But, like, I literally, I was like, nope, okay, added, yeah. read now, and I brought <laughs> it up, but I just, I didn't actually read it. But 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Amazing. And, like, the spice. Oh. <laughs> It could have used more. She's steamy. It was steamy. Yeah. Uh, my October's favorite read was Butcher and Blackbird. Uh, this is number one of the Ruinous Love Trilogy. Okay. Oh, this book. Okay. Uh, it's 355 pages and it's a dark romance. Mm. It is dark. I keep seeing this everywhere. I need to read it, you right? You do need to read it. <sighs> Dang um, it. It's... It has elements of, like, horror in it, but it's, like, comedy. It's a very comedic novel. Okay. Two main characters are just so funny. Uh, okay. Every serial killer needs a friend, and every game must have a winner. When a chance encounter sparks an unlikely bond between rival murderers, Sloane and Rowan, the two find something elusive. The friendship of a like-minded, pitch-black soul. From small town West Virginia to upscale California, from downtown Boston to rural Texas, the two hunters collide in an annual game of blood and suffering, one that pits them against the most dangerous monsters in the country. But as their friendship develops into something more, the restless ghosts left in their wake are only a few steps behind, ready to claim more than just their newfound love. Can Rowan and Sloane dig themselves out of a game of graves, or have they finally met their match? So... It is going to be part of a trilogy. The other two books have not been released yet. Mm-hmm. They are out. Leather and Lark is the next one. It's going to be published some point in 2024. And then the third one is Scythe and Sparrow. That one does not have a publication date yet. Hmm. Uh, so they are all going to be like standalone, but they're all going to be like they're interconnected, standalone, dark romantic comedies. Uh, it is dual POV, which is. 
we like dual mm-hmm. point of views. Uh, and it does end uh, on a happy ever after. That's right. I've seen it literally like so many times yeah. on like TikTok and... It really blew up. <sighs> Before I even go further with this, check your trigger warnings. Even just the content warnings. Because even if you don't have triggers, there are still some some very dark things in this novel. Like, um, cannibalism is touched on. Yep. And cannibalism and just a very graphic, like, horror. Well, not really horror, but, like, graphic, like, murdering. Mm. So it's just... Graphic murdering. (laughs) I don't know. There it is. (laughs) But anyways, it's just, it's dark and there is some, you know, iffy things. Okay. So... Brush up on it. Graphic murdering. (laughs) It's a friends to lovers. And that is, it's so cute. It's so, so cute. Because he has like really big golden retriever vibes. Mm. And it's like the reverse grumpy sunshine. So like she's the one who's more grumpy. And he's like, I love it. Okay. I love it so, so much. Forced proximity, only one bed. Uh, he falls first, hmm. naturally. And they both have, like, the touch him slash her and die vibes. Love it. Yeah. Ugh. It was such a wild ride right from the very first page. Um, I know I've explained this to you before, or, like, we made the connection to it before, but how Verity starts with mm. that graphic sentence, cool. right? Yep. Uh, the very first page... Like, that whole page is kind of graphic in that way. Okay, sick. So it really, like, grabs you right from the very first page. Uh, They obviously had, like, a lot of chemistry together. And it was just so interesting reading two serial killers. Mm, Point of views. Point of views. Yeah. And how, like, they find each other. And... He almost treats her kind of like a celebrity serial killer. Like, okay. like he's so, like, fangirling over her, basically. Oh, uh, mm. it was just... It was such a fun read. It was so quick. Um, there was at no point throughout the novel that I felt like it started to drag. I really, like... My heart was, like, pounding <laughs> in some parts. Like, I was so nervous for them, right? Like, yeah. when you hear there, like, so, like, yes, they're going after, uh, like, worse people people like they're mm-hmm. going over like going after like the worst Dexter, of the worst. Like yeah, Dexter type. Yes, yeah yeah gotcha um but like there are very close calls sometimes and like you're just constantly wondering like are they going to get caught are they going to end up like you know really ah. messing up and getting killed themselves so it it was great i love that yeah highly highly recommend it was obviously i obviously rated it five stars like it was such a mm. quick great read I didn't gouge them out, Butcher. I plucked them delicately, like a lady. (laughs) Okay. So there's one little tidbit of the comedic gore that's in it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So. I plucked them out like a lady. Like a lady. Yeah. So that's my October. I think we might have the same November. Um, we 1000% do. Yeah. So... November. Let's relive this heartache. Okay. 
November's favorite read was. If anybody has been following along here, I think everybody's going to know anyway. Yeah. They're expecting this. This was Manacled yeah. <laughs> by Sen Lin Yu. Uh, this is a fan fiction. I didn't finish writing romance. I have fantasy Roman. <laughs> um, but this is... <laughs> it's going down in one big lump. <laughs> um, this is a Harry Potter fan fiction. Dark fan fiction. Good lord, is it ever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not okay. No. Um... 876 pages. I honestly wish it was double that. Yeah. Yeah. I could have... Yeah. Um, five stars. Oh, yeah. Five stars for you? Yeah. Five stars. Right yeah. across the board. Another one of those books that if I could rate it higher, I would. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It. I, I can't compare that to... Right? Any of my other five-star reads. No. Even Akatar. Yeah. Like, this is its own... A billion star rating. Yeah. Right Anybody there. that has read Harry Potter, I think, needs to read this. Yeah. As long as you're... As long as you're ready. Adult. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're an adult, and as long as you're ready for pulls on the heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And altering the way you look at the entire Harry Potter universe. A thousand percent. So I was watching Harry Potter with Ange when I was in St. John's. Mm -hmm. And even just looking at it, I was like, it's, yeah, yeah like, completely altered. Yeah. Like, when we were watching The Half-Blood yeah. Prince and Ilsa was facing eyes at the TV <laughs> while we were playing games. <laughs> and, like, that scene with Draco yeah. in the, the in bathroom the and, yeah, yeah, like, at the sinks. Um, yeah, like, oh my god. Okay. Anyway. Enemies to Lovers, Forced Proximity, Captive Captor. Mm-hmm. Okay. First up, there's trigger warnings. Oh, yeah. So many trigger warnings. But the author does a really good job at putting the trigger warnings before each chapter, and I really liked that. Yeah. yeah. That was a very delicate way to say, like, you know. Go into this with yeah. um, guards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Description. Harry Potter is dead. In the aftermath of the war, in order to strengthen the might of the magical world, Voldemort enacts a repopulation effort. Hermione Granger has an order secret, lost and hidden in her mind, so she is sent as an enslaved surrogate to the High Reeve to be bred and monitored until her mind can be cracked. That is so short. Yeah. So simplified. I don't think it does it justice. Does not do no. it justice. No. Oh my god. Like, that's like... Like, reading that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, it's a fun little fanfic. No. Yeah, no. It is life-altering. Holy crap. It's if Harry Potter meets The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. And that alone, like, even if you have not read or watched The Handmaid's Tale, you still have an idea of what it's about. Yeah. Like, I've never that read is, or no, watched but you know, it, but like I know the, yeah. the premise of it. And that, yeah, it's terrifying. It sounds like we're making it sound bad, 
but like <laughs> it's a good type of terrifying yeah like yeah just being able to experience that world in our adult minds yeah. you know what i mean like yeah because if going back and reading harry potter now everything like even pre manacled i just mean like as an adult reading harry potter you really start to like question about the darker side of things mm-hmm. right like you start like wondering like like wow like what is happening with all these families or mm-hmm. you know like what what was it really like when Voldemort was you know because it's all dulled down so sugar coated for a younger audience yeah so Senlin Yu when she wrote Manacled she was just like no way we're not having any of that candy coating like we oh, are no. diving in the deep end this is what it was like she did a phenomenal phenomenal job though yeah. like reading it i kind of felt like i was just it was an extension onto yeah. the harry potter i felt books. like that too i mean most times when you're talking about fan fiction you can't say that they did such good world building because it's not their world mm-hmm. that they built but i think senlin Yu, i think you can easily say that she did a ton of world building oh my gosh yes she touched on all the dark things that rowling didn't touch on yeah and i mean wow. she made it her own but it's still read like another harry potter book yeah i'm absolutely amazed holy crap i'm still stunned but like touching back on how you were saying like everything was so sugar-coated and like Mm -hmm. grazed over um i liked how with this like she described the long-term effects of doing these um the unforgivable curses unforgivable curses right so like in jk rowling's harry potter world she like you don't know what the long-term effects are like being crucioed yeah or doing the crucioing yeah right i think the the only real thing in the books that you get is um when she tells you about um neville's parents being yeah. St. mungos yes and that's not even in the movies no so that's a whole thing that you don't know about if you only watch the movies yeah oh my God. and that was really i think the only real eye-opening of um like what happens after yeah right yeah and even still it it was just a passing you know it wasn't oh no i can't say it was just a passing because there was quite a bit on that yeah yeah but but oh my gosh like this yeah yeah, not just what happens to like the like you said like when you're crucioed um even just the wizard themselves who's doing the dark magic Mm. how that you know chips away your chips soul. away yeah yeah taints you yeah and like how they were getting like tremors yeah like yeah <sighs> so my favorite quote was his passion hadn't been explosive it was a smoldering fire the kind that grew secretly like a ground fire deep in the earth spreading and waiting before rising up destroying the world above she suspected he burned for things more deeply than even he was aware of mm. I just want to hug him. Oh, God. Like, uh... I have two favorite quotes. Okay, I'm ready. Um, the first, and it is, like, probably the most iconic of this fan fiction. When he says, I have warned you, if something mm. happens to you, I will personally raise the entire order 
that isn't a threat, that is a promise. Consider your your survival as much a necessity to the survival of the resistance as Potter's. If you die, I will kill every last one of them. Oh! Yes, Draco. <laughs> God. <sighs> yeah, like... I read that and I was just like, oh, yeah. if somebody were to say that to me. Come on. <laughs> oh my God, like... And then the last line. Oh, yeah. We, we can't even say it because I think it's too much of a... 100%. But yeah, that last line left me broken. I didn't even, like, I... Yeah. Like, I didn't... I didn't real Like, I don't even... You didn't feel the impact of it until after. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it didn't hit you right away. Oh, my God. Like, I was... Yeah. I, I know I said this back in November when we talked about this, but I was in my kitchen reading the last chapter, and I was just walking back and forth in front of my island. Like, mm-hmm. just literally walking back and forth. And then it got to that line, and then I hit next. Yeah. And it was, like, the end. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> take me back. And I just stood there, and I was like... Like, in shock. I literally yeah. just stared at my fridge. I was like, I was where so do angry. I go from here? <laughs> I was so, so angry. I mean, it's fictional. But it felt like such a slap in the face. Yeah. That last line. I feel like with Harry Potter with us, though, it's like, like, you more so than me. Cause you, you spent more time of your childhood mm. with the Harry Potter world. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, this is more personal for us. Yeah. Like, this is like... This world, and yes, it's fiction, in our brain, no. No. There's a part of our brains where, like, Hogwarts actually friggin' exists. I think there's <laughs> a lot of people that can relate to that. Like, especially, like, around our age. Yeah. Like, our generation, we'll say. Um, would understand that. That, you know, fantasy books and, you know, everything else is just, they're, they're books. Yeah. But we have such, you know, such a tie to Harry Potter because... It brings us back to our childhood. Like yeah. that, you know, Harry Potter is Harry Potter. It's not just a book. It's, it's, it's my childhood. Friggin' yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So any of you who agree with us, just go friggin' read Manacled. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I cannot, <sighs> like, I cannot recommend it enough. Like, just being able to experience that world again, yeah. but in a different light. Yeah. In a more mature yes. light. And I mean... Draco. Draco. <laughs> uh, the other quote that I really liked was, you're like a rose in a graveyard. I wonder what you could have turned into without the war. <sighs> so that line alone was what made me start looking up all the other Draco and Hermione <laughs> fan fictions. You just I have like three right now on my Kindle, mm. just just there waiting for me to get some some time where I'm not reading like five million books all at once, yeah. so I can focus on it and yeah, amazing. <sighs> yeah, well worth the anguish of reading. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's next? Holy crap! Are we at our December? We are at December. Oh my lord. Mom will want to hear this. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I've talked about this one so much over the last uh, last couple weeks. Uh, so I picked Wreck My Plans by Jillian Meadows. It's 250 pages and it's a Christmas romance, obviously. December. December. Um, this is easily my favorite holiday read. I've read 
quite a few this month, last month. Um, and I did read a couple last year. I'm usually the type that if it's like a Christmas episode in a show or like anything to do with like Christmas books, I usually like stray away from it. Like mm. usually the Christmas episodes are, of shows are my least favorite and I'll skip over them if I can. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it is about like the last couple of years I've been a little more, I don't know, like actively seeking out. Christmas wow. books and episodes of things. Okay. Like, I even set my PVR to record, like, Christmas specials. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the description for Wreck My Plans. Lena's plans are simple. Surprise her family for Christmas. Don't tell them she lost her job. And most importantly, spend the week relaxing with the people she cares about. But when she arrives in Juniper, she discovers she's not the only unexpected guest this year. Her brother's best friend is back after disappearing three years ago without a word. Gavin has the kind of charm Lena has always been drawn to, but even though she's dying to question him about why he's left, he's the kind of temptation she needs to stay far away from. Gavin didn't see this coming. His job is to design blueprints and build strategies for dealing with the unexpected, but he didn't have a strategy for the possibility of seeing Lena again. He's been dreaming of her since he left, but giving into his feelings would risk the only home he's ever known. Now to try and be friends again. Just friends. But as the pieces fall into place about why Gavin left, staying friends is the last thing on their minds. And all the plans they've made might end up completely wrecked. Wreck My Plans is a sweet and spicy age gap. Oh. Brother's best friend romance. Oh. Uh, it's about finding yourself worthy of love. It features a quiet architect who only wears black a sassy artist who's full of color, a small town of holiday fun, and enough swoon and steam to keep you toasty this winter. Okay. Yeah. This is, is very true. Uh, so a couple other of the tropes is, um, it is kind of like a sunshine grumpy. Because mm -hmm. he's definitely more, you know, like, kind of broody to himself than what she is. It's also, uh, like, found family. Uh, it has, like, the one-bed trope. Mm. Obviously, like, a little bit of forced proximity because they're both in the same house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And neither, obviously, wants to or can leave. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, like, a, like a massive age gap, like a, you know, 40-year-old and, like, a 19-year-old. This was, like, like, 30s to 40s. Okay. So it was, it was a nice, uh, like, you still felt like you were reading... About adults, mm, not like good. just barely adults, you yeah. know, which was really refreshing. I think. Yes, my God. <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the like age gaps tend to lean towards the younger hmm. female main character and older, but this was just like like nice because I was reading from the female perspective of somebody like my own age. Yeah. So like her problems, her you know even right down to her personality, I could relate to like, more. Yeah. Than say a nineteen year old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, s there were such great connections between a lot of the characters. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, miscommunication in it, which was great. Okay. There was... Mature. There was a little, because, I mean, they could have definitely talked about, talked about their issues mm -hmm. and, you know, but, uh, but it was, it was bearable. Okay. Yeah. But, oh my hmm. god. I just... <sighs> I you loved it. it so much. It was such a good, 
quick, fast-paced Christmas mm. novel. Um, I do remember, I think, in the the last episode where when I actually spoke about it, I wasn't quite sure what the, like, nationality was of Lena and her family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that ended up in the podcast, but regardless, um, she's Portuguese. Okay. That's, yeah. So I, I feel like I should make that, you know, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has, apparently, the main male char- character has celiac disease. So there's a little bit of that, like, that representation, you know? Cool. Like, it's, Yeah. There were a few, like, references to, like, other pop culture things, which is really nice I to see those, that. like, little Easter eggs. Yeah, I uh, love yeah. that. It was spicy. It wasn't, like, a, you know, off the charts or anything. It was just, like, a real sweet. Mm. He does have a little bit of a filthy mouth. Okay. Which is nice. We like that. Bad boy. Yep. Oh, this is the one that I had said, um, last episode. Uh, she says, I'm pretty sure my brain takes a time out and fills with my favorite Lorelai and Rory banter from the Gilmore Girls yes. instead. Love that. <laughs> I love when books, like, have, like, those references, like yeah. you were just saying. I love yeah. that. And this is also the same one. And this was, like, my favorite quote, and I said it the last episode. Uh, your trauma isn't invalid because you think mine is bigger. Your hurt matters, too. Yes. I love that. Ah. Uh, that's I love beautiful. when people recognize that, you know, there's no, you know, my trauma is worse than your trauma. Mm-hmm. It's just trauma is trauma is trauma. Trauma is trauma is trauma. Yeah. So my favorite it's for December. December? I didn't have a whole lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, it's my favorite for December. So like, it's fine. But it's like, wouldn't typically be one of my favorites yeah you know what i mean but i didn't have a whole lot of work with right but it was still really good anyway um so it was if you give a grump a wish list by Anne einerson this is a christmas romance and it was only 149 pages wow that's short yeah but it was like it was perfect yeah like the perfect amount because it was like yeah it was, it was good <laughs> um so i rated it four stars I, I find that I do struggle with the short reads and being able to give them a five star. You know what I mean? I don't think you have enough time to really develop the True. attachment to... Yeah. Yeah. True that. Um, so the tropes were enemies to lovers, of course, mm-hmm. uh, one bed, forks proximity, and workplace-ish. Right. Yeah. Because it's the boss mm. and the worker. And the employer. Em- uh, employer and employee. Whatever. Yeah. HR red flags. Yep. Yeah. Yep, definitely. It's okay in books. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's okay in real life, too, if that's your thing. Yeah. Sorry. We're not... <laughs> I didn't mean it's only okay in books. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, should I have trusted my tyrannical boss when he promised he'd get me home for the holidays? Absolutely not. He gassed up his private jet and decided he'd be joining me so we could close this massive deal before the new year. There are three conditions to him coming home with me. My family can't know that he's my boss. See note above about him being a tyrant. Two, I will absolutely be getting a fat raise. Three, he has to help me with my holiday wish list. What's worse than my boss stealing Christmas? Him pretending to be my boyfriend. Since he's faking being in love with me, my mom put us together in my childhood bedroom with just one bed to share. When the mistletoe comes out, I can't help but wonder what would happen if my hot-as-coal boss and I were underneath. 
Jack Sinclair is nothing but determined to get everything he wants this Christmas, and it looks like I'm at the top of his list. So, I know I talked about this last month, uh, but he gives off Lucy yes. vibes completely from Knock Em Out, <sighs> the Knock Em Out series by Lucy Score. I love that. Um, yeah, like very possessive, demanding, controlling, yeah, just, mm. um, so my favorite quote. Okay. <sighs> good girl. Now, take a deep breath for me. My stomach flutters at him calling me a good girl. I shouldn't like how that sounds, but I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, we like that. Here we are. Um, yeah, it was just such a short, cute read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that was super cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it was a great way to end off the year, honestly. So. The time that I'm dreading? Yep. So now we have to decide what our book of the year was. And I am, I'm struggling. Oh my god, okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. Three. I'm stuck between three. Oh, dear. Are they going to be the same three? <laughs> They're going to be the same three. <laughs> okay. All right. What's your... Not in a specific order, but what's... Give me one. One? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Akatar. Akatar or Akomath? Well, okay. Akomath. Because okay. I do like Akomath way better than Akatar. But just... Can we just lump it into the series? The series? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you still have three? Yep. Okay. Yep. Me too. What's your next one? <laughs> the Vicious Lost Boys. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Wow. Okay. <laughs> What's yours? Fourth Wing. Like, I did really, really enjoy it. Like, I'm not taking away yeah. at all. It's just. <sighs> I just feel like. <sighs> No, yeah. I think that... I th- Okay, I'm going to take out The Vicious Lost Boys and replace it with Fourth Wing, actually. Because, like, yeah. yeah. The Vicious Lost Boys is a really good contender, though. I'm just thinking, like, I just remember sitting down and yeah. not being able to not read the next one until it was finished, the series. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, it was such a grasp. Yeah. But, yeah, Fourth Wing was... Quality was yeah. there. Yeah, I think so too. Well over Vicious Lost Boys. And obviously... Are we going to say the third one together? Okay, three, two, one. Manacles. <laughs> okay. So that's that's really hard to pick between those three. Like, how, how do you choose? They each have such oomph. Yeah. Like, Akatar... You know what? That's actually pretty damn good. The fact that we're torn between Akatar series <laughs> and one fourth wing. Yeah. I mean, for me, because I haven't read Iron Flame yet. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Manacled was just, to me, it was like a masterpiece. I mean, I know it had its issues, like, grammatically. But, but I mean, like, that was so she easy. She wrote it on her phone while she was just after... Having her child, so crazy. her baby, so I mean, that's enough to put it up close to the top anyways. The yeah. sheer willpower she had to write this fan fiction. And like, it was so good that so good. it was so easy to just, oh, I was like, oh, spelling error? 
Yeah. Where? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, didn't even, didn't even clue into it. I think if I were to choose with my emotions how I physically reacted mm-hmm. to a book, it would be manacled. Yeah. I want to say Akatar because it was, it, I don't know, to me it just, it impacted me a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But like in a different way. In a totally different way. And Fourth Wing was just, I mean, I devoured it. Like I, I listened to the audiobook for that one and... I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was in the story. Okay, I think I've decided. I, I've decided. Okay, you want to say it at the same time? <laughs> okay. Okay. Three. Three. Two. Oh. <laughs> Three, two, one. Manacled. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't. I feel like if I were to pick anything else... It would be an injustice. It to, would be. Yeah. I feel like it would be an. I don't know. Yeah, an injustice. That's the best way to put it. And like, I mean, first, <sighs> second, and third, they're really good choices, and I think that's still like it's still good to say whether Avatar or Fourth Wing is second or third place. I think that's still oh, com- considering how many good books we read mm-hmm. over the last twelve months. Yeah, the fact that they came out the top three. I think that says a lot. Yeah. And for the absolute struggle of being able to even narrow it down yeah. to the one. Yeah. Yeah. What a good year. Holy what a crap. year. Wow. I feel good a bit manacled. I feel Me good too, a bit honestly. Manacled. Yeah. I don't feel like I've slapped the other books in the face. No, I don't think so. You know? Yeah. So, this is our last episode of season one. Crazy. Yeah. I think we had a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, we, a lot of growth. <laughs> yeah, a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What was your challenge for twenty twenty three? So I had for my challenge, I put in forty books. Mm-hmm. I didn't reach that. I only did thirty one books. Oh, that's still really good. Though. Still really good, really especially good. like the whole month of June. I didn't read. Yeah, there were so many months where I only read one book in the month. You went into this year not knowing where you were going to end up. Friggin' true that. uh, What about you? (laughs) My reading challenge. I had 75 as my goal, and I read 77. Damn. Not bad, not bad. Not bad Considering I had months of, um, like, November when I read Manacled, that put me in such a, a reading slump because I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't yeah. focus on any other books. So that was... The book hangover was real. Yeah. Yeah. But there were also months before that where you were reading like quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. I got up to, I think it was like 12 books uh, one month, I think it was. Yeah. So that got you very far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so looking back on 2023 books... Were there any that, like, what were you disappointed with? Is there any that... Um, honestly, I'm gonna say... Okay, I'm down between two. Okay. Things We Hide from the Light. Mm. Just because, like, I'm not talking crap here. It was literally just because I felt like it was the exact same as book one. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't much, much difference. Yeah. So... That's it. That was my only reasoning. Like, it was a great story. Like, it's fine. Like, different point of views. Amazing. Um, that and The Wife Between Us. 
But mm. I did that to myself because I didn't have the physical book and I listened to it through audio. Yeah. And now I think I've gotten a little bit better with audios, but that was my first audiobook and I just couldn't. Yeah. Like I, I remember you were confused. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to Dom because Dom gave me that book last year for Christmas and she loved it. So mm-hmm. I was talking to her while I, while she was home for Christmas and I told her that like I just struggled with it and she was like yeah like you cannot listen to that through audio because I felt like I felt so confused because it kept going back in different timelines but it didn't specify so I wouldn't know until like halfway through and I was like oh crap okay like and then plus like I had other things going on so like if I zoned out for literally half a second my brain just took off running on another (laughs) complete other train of thought yeah and then I'd be talking to myself and be like oh crap hold on I'm supposed to be listening to a book here (laughs) but yeah those would be honestly the only two everything else I think was was pretty dang good honestly okay how about you okay so I have oh god (laughs) Carrie Soto is back, and anybody who knows me that has talked to me since I read this book in, when was it? Like, what was the date that I had had read this? August. Yeah. This book put me in a bad reading slump. Not at all for the same reasons that Manacle did. I, the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I rated it one star, and it may be the only one star that I had I was so disappointed with this book. It made me angry. Uh, It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid, for those of you who don't know. Um, I had seen so many people rate this high and were so excited by reading it and had read it and loved it. And so I went into this with high hopes because I really like TJR. Like, Mm -hmm. I just made everything else that I read by her, I've really enjoyed. But it was just tennis. (laughs) Tennis. Tennis, tennis, tennis. That was it. And I just, I couldn't, I I could not handle it. Like, there was no chemistry between the characters. She was like a robot. I did not like it. I'm, I'm sorry. But. Yeah, just wasn't your cup of tea, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's literally the only reason why I rated it so low, was just, you know, it wasn't like there were grammatical errors or anything like that it was literally just i really did not like it Hmm. yeah the only other one that really like disappointed me and i'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this but priest by sierra (laughs) simone i've seen that everywhere and everyone's like oh my god like you have to read it so good and i listened to the audiobook for it and i thought like this is gonna be a good one to listen to. Like, <laughs> Buckle up! I'm ready for Here this. We go. And it just it disappointed me. Yeah, I, I guess really, really all I can say about it is just I was disappointed. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It uh, just didn't I didn't think, live up to all the hype that I was reading. I think you were saying that it uh, felt like a cheap porno. Yeah. Yep. Very much. Very much. Mm. And like the the drama that was in it, like the conflict, mm-hmm. just felt so. So at a whack, I don't know. Yeah. That's sad. But either way, like my, my absolute biggest disappointment was Carrie Soto. Yeah. Um, another question for you. Okay. Out of all the characters you met in your literary adventures in 2023, mm-hmm. who is the first that just pops into your mind? Like right now, the first 
fictional character. This fictional character will, is always on the forefront of my mind. <laughs> always. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Yeah. And obviously it's super fresh right now because I was just reading yeah, that's a good point. Frost and Starlight. But, um... Let me get, like, literal... Yeah, I'm gonna say... Yeah. Mm. Resand. Yeah. I how, can, how about you? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I'm probably gonna have to say... Honestly, maybe Feyre. <laughs> uh, yeah. What a gal. Yep. What a gal. I think that's... Oh, yeah, I think that pretty well clues up our... Our 2023 wrap-up birthday episode. Wow! Crazy. Okay. Well, if you've stuck around for this entire episode. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. (laughs) Yes. You are why we do this. (laughs) And we're so excited for another year. Woohoo! Season two. Yeah. All right. See you in another week or so, I guess. (laughs) All right. Ciao, bye.